Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into these stories, I wanted to give a warning for story number two for sexual abuse of a minor. So if you don't want to listen to stories like that, now you know. I'll have the story labeled in a pinned comment in case you want to skip it. Also, I'm going to be doing a lot of moving type stuff throughout this week, so videos might be kind of all over the place. I'm not entirely sure yet if I'm going to have a video out on Tuesday, so if I don't, I'm sorry. But I'm still not sure yet, so I guess we'll see. But by Wednesday and onwards, I should definitely have things like normal. I just have a lot going on right now, so I'll just have to see. All that being said though, I hope you all enjoy these stories. And remember, to always, stay hungry. I would like to mention that there are mentions of child abuse, sexual assault, and suicide in this story. And it can be a little dark and upsetting. My name is Alicia and I'm 21 years old. I've lived in the same house most of my life until I moved away at 18. Let me explain the setup of our house and neighborhood to you. I live in a cul-de-sac which is essentially a U in the neighborhood, and there's also houses surrounding with an outlet. Behind us we have neighboring houses, one specifically that was my childhood best friend. For privacy, I'm going to be changing everyone's names. My friend who I'll call Bella was the youngest of two siblings, who aren't really relevant to the story. Bella was a troubled kid, and often got in a lot of trouble as we got older. She got into drinking and hanging out with older guys, but that's besides the point. When I was younger, around elementary school age, I remember her dad whom I'll call Dirtbag was always a little off. He was short, thin, and bald. He wore old Looney Tunes sweatshirts, and from what I can remember, he didn't work. I didn't know it at the time, but Dirtbag emotionally and physically abused his wife. I learned more about this as I was an adult through my own father, who Dirtbag tried to connect with. Dirtbag was always around. I remember one time that he took us swimming, and he was just sitting on the edge watching us, until he then came over and jokingly threw us in the water. Dirtbag always made me feel really uncomfortable. I'd often spend the night at Bella's house, and in her room she had a bunk bed. I would often sleep on the bottom. I remember distinctly feeling someone between my legs. It was Dirtbag. This had actually happened for years, until Dirtbag and his wife had their last child. And I guess that was enough for his wife, and then she divorced him. Around this time, I was 10 years old and it had been going on for most of my childhood. Dirtbag had introduced me to one of his church friends, and they both were sexually assaulting me. I remember one time I was around looking for Bella, and Dirtbag said she wasn't home yet, as he creepily watched me play Barbies. Once we got older, Bella and I were drinking and talking about Dirtbag, and lo and behold, he had been sexually assaulting not only me, but her sister and brother as well. I don't know if her mom ever knew about it, but Dirtbag's still out there, still free. 
he even has a whole new family. He tried to contact my dad, which at the time he was breaking a restraining order. Dirtbag burned his ex-wife's personal things in their backyard, like her journals, jewelry, and her clothes. As you can imagine, this really affected me a lot into adulthood, and it even caused suicide attempts. Whenever I think of him moving forward, I'll never feel comfortable with my kids staying the night at anyone else's house. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is a story about the neighbor two houses down from me when I was a kid. In the house lived two people, a middle-aged man and his very sick mother. I'm not really sure what his mother had, but she was sick for as much of my childhood as I can remember. However, the story isn't much about her, but more so her son, Kyle. For some background, Kyle had a metal plate in his head from being in the military. He added what some may call an extra story to the roof of his house out of metal scraps from the junkyard. This included a long metal walkway resembling a slide that jutted out from the back of the roof and reached the ground. I would often see him up there. Honestly, I always thought that part was really cool. He also had kids, but he wasn't allowed to see them at all, ever. I don't know why. He had two double doors facing the street that led to his basement, and every time I passed them, I thought of Silence of the Lambs for some reason. He always wore a black shirt and black pants every single day and had a really creepy smile. I spent a lot of time outside as a kid. I absolutely loved being outside and I would play in my yard as often as I could. Kyle started speaking to me when I was around 8 years old. He walked to my yard and he asked me if I wanted to see a magic trick. As a child, I was extremely social and talkative, especially with adults. But something about Kyle scared me right away. It was like I could feel inside of me that he was not safe. And this was before I even knew that he wasn't allowed to be around his children. Despite this, I said yes, and I let him show me the magic trick. This led to him frequently coming to stand in my yard and show me magic tricks or card tricks. When I got a little older, around early teens, Kyle would stop showing me magic tricks Instead, he just wanted to talk to me. I don't ever really remember what he spoke to me about. I remember questioning everything, wondering if he really was a bad guy, because he really did seem nice, and I mean he had never done anything bad to me. However, I just couldn't stop being creeped out by him. I got this awful feeling whenever I was around him. Around this time, I'd spent a lot of time sitting on my porch late at night, anywhere from around 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. During this time, 
Cal began shining red laser lights at me from his porch almost every night. As far as I know, it was from like a cat toy and not a gun. But for some reason, this would scare the absolute shit out of me whenever it happened. I would usually get up and then just go inside for the rest of the night. But sometimes I'd get so pissed and just sit there out of spite. Around this time, he had stopped coming to speak to me as much. Also around this time, I had a cat named Marchie. Marchie was a solid black cat. I had gotten him when he was a tiny little kitten from a different city hours away after his mom had passed away from being hit by a car. Marchie was an indoor as well as outdoor cat. Quick rant. I would never let my cats outside now. Cats are a detriment to the environment, but also I would never want to risk my babies getting hurt or sick. I never wanted Marchie to go outside, but my parents would always let him. Well, one day Marchie didn't come home for two weeks. During this time, I was very distressed. I didn't know what to do and I cried every day. Finally, one day he came home and I was so happy that he was safe and with me again. I kept him inside for a while after this because I didn't want to risk losing him again. One day I was walking home from the bus when Kyle called out to me. Hey, my cat's in your house, he said to me. Um, I don't think so, I replied. He got a little upset and he explained that he had a black cat and that he saw him go inside my house. It then dawned on me that Marchie was missing for two weeks because Kyle had locked him inside his house. Yeah, there's no way that's true, I said, because I got that cat from a city hours away as a tiny little kitten. It can't be your cat. Kyle argued with me a bit more, and I got really pissed. I kept reiterating that there was no possible way Marchie was his cat because of how I had obtained him, and he just kept arguing with me. After a while, I just got sick of it, and I finished my walk home. I couldn't believe Kyle kidnapped Marchie, and that he was also trying to tell me my own cat was not mine. This caused me a lot of distress. I decided that I needed to take action to protect Marchie from Kyle. I ended up doing something pretty stupid. I figured that Kyle must be confusing Marchie with another black cat. To mitigate this issue, my friend and I decided that it was best to bleach a skunk stripe down Marchie's back. When I look back on this, I feel so awful for exposing Marchie to those chemicals as well as the subsequent bath that followed. But you have to understand, I was like 14 years old and I had very little guidance or supervision in this world. And I was trying my best to save my cat and what I saw was a dangerous situation for him. So please, no judgment. I would never ever do something like this now, and I feel absolutely awful about it. I would also like to say that he didn't suffer any chemical burns or health issues as a result of the bleach. Anyways, this seemed to work, at least for a while. After several months, Marge's bleach patch had completely shedded, and he was back to being a solid black cat. By this point, Kyle had stopped messing with Marchie, thankfully. Also, by this point, Kyle never came to my house anymore. He never spoke to me at all anymore. And that was fine by me. Though, a part of me did always feel bad for him in a situation. A few years later, when I was 18, Marchie completely disappeared. I don't know if it was Kyle related or not. 
I ended up getting another cat by that time named Marzipan, who also went missing along with Marchie. This leads me to believe that someone took them, rather than something awful happening to them like a car accident. I still miss them so much, and I think about them all the time. I ended up moving away for a while, and I almost completely forgot all about Kyle. When I returned to the neighborhood a few years later, the house sat empty. I had heard that his mother had either passed or went to a care facility, and no one knew what happened to him. I still always wonder if he's out there and what he's doing. Their house ended up burning down within a year or so of me returning to the neighborhood. Apparently squatters were living inside it and had lit the place on fire. I remember being able to see the inside of it as it had been almost cut in half by the fire and just seeing stacks and stacks of flower pots everywhere. It was completely packed with stuff. It was the first and only ever time that I saw inside that house and it looked exactly how I imagined. I never saw Marzipan again, but I saw a black cat that looked exactly like Marchie several times when I first moved back a couple years ago. I called out to him and he would look at me, but he never came. I could never be sure if it was him. If it was, it was like he had turned feral. He was never the friendliest cat in the first place, but I still loved him. I still think I see him sometimes, and I leave food out for him. I will always wonder about Kyle and Marchie, and how they ended up, and what they're doing now. I just hope that Marchie's okay, and I also hope that Kyle is okay, even after all our weird encounters in my childhood. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. A little background. I'm a 32-year-old female and this happened when I was around 13 years old. Growing up, I didn't live in the fanciest part of the city, and my area was primarily co-ops and projects that were no more than 15 minutes apart. Now, as a kid, the majority of my friends had older siblings that were my middle sister's age and were her friends. God, I remember how annoyed they get whenever me and my friends would try following them all over the neighborhood. Needless to say, I remember one day going to hang out in the project about 10 minutes down the street from where I lived at the time. There was a pool in this project, and it was the middle of summer, so my friends and I hung out by the pool all day from open to close. As the pool was closing, my friends and I planned out a huge game of chase. We all agreed to meet in front of the pool steps and start the game, and then run off to our respective houses to get changed. As my friend Let's Call Her Kay and I were running back to her place to get changed, we both then saw a bright flash out of the corner of our eyes. We both just stopped for a moment, turning to see where the flash came from. Not finding a source and thinking it was just a passing car, we both turned back around and kept running back to her place. Fast forward about an hour and a half or so, and we called the game in. We then started to hang out in the grass by my friend Kay's place. As my friends and I were talking, 
Kay had asked us. Hey guys, did anyone else see the random flashes when running down this way? We all just stopped talking and looked at each other, with a face knowing exactly what she was talking about. Yeah, I saw it too, but I just thought it was the cop lights or something. I say back, not even fully believing my own words. Just as we were about to shrug it off, we had all seen a flash of light and shut right up. Before we could even say anything, we saw another flash coming from the second floor window. Before anyone could react, one of my guy friends starts looking up and then yells at whoever was up there, giving them the finger and basically acting like an ass as most preteen guys do. Well, of course, this didn't go over well. And the next thing we know, the camera person comes out and it's the local weird man. A little background of this guy. He would always walk around the project offering popsicles and lollipops, as well as other candy to the kids. Cliché, I know. And that would be without their parents there. Before we can say anything, creepy cameraman takes a burst of pictures of my friends and I. I remember pointing and yelling the obvious. Hey, he's taking pictures of us! And we all start yelling at him, mouthing off to him to stop taking pictures of us. This seemed to just egg him on, and he starts taking even more pictures of us. Thank God that I remember that my sister was hanging out with a few of her friends right across the project. I then turned to Kay and whispered to her, Stay here and keep him distracted. I'm going to go get my sister and her friends. Now, it usually takes my tiny self roughly about five minutes to get across the project, but on this night... I swear it took all of 30 seconds to get from one end of the project to the other. I ran up to my sister with teary eyes, completely out of breath and shaking like a leaf, not able to get a single word out no matter how hard I tried. Dude, what's up? Take a few breaths and calm down. What's going on? My sister says to me in her calm big sister voice. In between wheezes, I blurt out in a very panicked whiny voice. There's an older guy over there taking pictures of us. I will never forget the look on my sister's face when she asked me, Are you fucking serious? It was so serious and fierce. To this day, I've never seen that same facial expression on her face. And she has a six-year-old daughter, so that's saying something. As I then screamed, Yes, he did. My sister grabbed me by the arm and then told me, Show us. She pretty much dragged my four-phone little nothing 80-pound soaking wet body back to where my friends were at. As we all got around the corner, all I remember seeing was a burst of bright flashes. My sister's friends running towards the source of the flash, and my sister cupping my face in her hands, screaming at me to get my friends and just run home. Don't look back, just run. That's what she told me, and that's exactly what I did. I grabbed my friend Kay and her little sister, and I yelled at my friends to run home. I don't think I've ever run home that fast in my entire life. Plot twist. After remembering this, I thought over and over what happened after my sister and her friends went after the old creepy camera guy. For the life of me, I couldn't remember what the outcome was. So I finally called my sister, asking her what the hell happened. Without any hesitation, my sister said, Oh yeah, I remember that old guy. He had been taking pictures of us long before then. Well, this was news to me. He started taking pictures of me, 
and I remember so-and-so throwing eggs and shit at his place all the time, and our cousin refused to go swimming there because of him. Okay, my mind's a little blown at this point, so I ask, Okay, well, what happened after that night when you told me to run? I asked her, now wanting to know even more. Me and my friends ran after him. He ran towards the forest, so that's where we thought he ran to, but he ended up getting away from us, and he ran around the project back to his place. But after TNT's mom found out that he was taking pictures of you and your friends, and when she called about him taking pictures of me and my friends, he claimed it was because he was trying to catch us hopping the pole fence after hours. But once they called about you guys, his place got raided, and they found like 10 or something rolls of film of all of us, all of us swimming and tanning and playing around the neighborhood. Okay, now my mind has been fully blown, and I'm absolutely floored by this because I had zero clue about any of this. Are you serious? How come I don't remember any of this? Did mom know? I asked, having so many more questions than answers. No, mom didn't know, and TNT's mom told the cops that we weren't going to go forward with identifying us, because as it turns out, he was a part of some huge child porn ring, and she didn't want us to have to go through the court shit. As far as I remember, he ended up getting evicted, and two years later, the pool was filled in with concrete. She told me, still trying to process all this new information. Holy crap. I had no clue about any of this. I guess I thank TNT's mom for saving me and my friends from the nightmare that could have come from all of this. I know this may not seem that scary to some, but to me, it's absolutely terrifying to think that I could have been a victim of child porn. I guess the moral of the story is you just don't always know who your neighbors are. Be safe, everyone and stay away from creepy old men who you don't know what their intentions are. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always...